today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. I hear that often, but, but they say, no, it's not what they say that matters, it's what Jesus said that matters. It's what the Word of God says that matters. You've heard me say it many times in the past, make God's Word final authority in your life. Let's open our Bibles first of all this morning. Well, before I tell you where, well, I'll go ahead and tell you where. Mark chapter 9, but as you're finding that reference, I want to say a few things in preparation for it. I want to talk to you this morning about three reasons why reaching the maximum and achieving the highest level is possible to you. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Did my mic go off? Let me repeat that because I got no response. Three reasons why reaching the, um, the maximum and achieving the highest level is possible to you. Hallelujah. My mic's back on now. Okay, praise God. Most people are prone to believe what others say is impossible. We were raised that way. You know, I remember thinking as a young boy how many things were impossible to me and people telling me things were impossible. And I didn't know the scripture back then. I had no idea that these wonderful things were in the Bible. I thought the Bible was just a history book, a story book. I never read it other than uh, I liked the story about Samson. I loved that story about Samson. Tried to talk my mama into letting my hair grow out so I could be strong like Samson. But there was other reasons why he was strong, not just long hair, okay? But that was the only, only story I ever read in the Bible was that Samson story. And then they came out with a movie called Samson and Delilah. How many of you remember Victor Mature? He played Samson. Oh, man, I loved, I loved that movie. In fact, I have it downloaded on my iPad, and I still watch it from time to time. Amen. And, uh, but... I didn't know things that I'm about to say to you were in the Bible. Had no idea that things that were impossible are not necessarily impossible to believers, praise God. Amen. So, as I said, most people tend to believe what other people say is impossible is impossible. But once you get into the Word of God and you, you spend quality time in the Word, your attitude begins to change. Your mindset, your perspective begins to change. How I many of you have noticed that happening to you? What seemed impossible some time ago is no longer impossible. You're doing impossible things now that you grew up thinking were impossible. How I many of you can say amen to that? I certainly can. So Mark chapter nine, <clears throat> we won't take the time to read all the story. I'm sure you have if you haven't. Do go back and, and, and read it. But in verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible to him that believeth. Let me see the hands of all the believers in the place today. All right, say this with me. Because I'm a believer, all things are possible unto me. 
Say it again and point to yourself. Because I'm a believer, according to what Jesus said, all things are possible unto me. Now, some Christians, it's just words. Others actually believe it. I'm one of those who actually believe it. Is anybody else in here that actually believes it? Praise God. Amen. Now, back in the early days when I first discovered this verse, and I had help discovering it, you know, I didn't know it was in the Bible, but I heard Kenneth Copeland mention it one of the first times I heard him. And so uh, when I got home, I got my Bible out, went to the index to find where Mark was, and I read it for myself. And I, I kept reading it, and I kept thinking it, and thinking it over and over, meditating on it, as the Bible says. And I remember one time thinking as I was reading it, is this true? All things are possible to him that believe it. Now they had just come out with an amplified Bible and I had gone to the bookstore to see if they had one and, I, and they did and I brought it home and I thought, well, maybe this is a misprint in the King James. So I'll look in the amplified Bible and here's what the amplified Bible said. All things can be and all things are possible to him who believes. All things can be and all things are possible to him that believe. So there it said it again. So what else can I do but choose to believe it or disbelieve it? And I chose to believe it. Even though I wouldn't see in the results yet, I hadn't really, I'm, I'm just entering into my faith walk, okay? But these are verses that were encouraging me that I no longer had to live with limitations that I had been told that I would have for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. And then another favorite story in the Bible that I began to, to find was the story about this little guy named Nicodemus. Hey, little guys are in the Bible. I could identify Remember that little song, Nicodemus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he? So I found me in the Bible. They called him Nicodemus. Jerry was a wee little man and a wee little man was he? But praise God, even we little men, all things are possible if we little men believe. Can you say amen? So I discovered later the apostle Paul making this statement. You're all familiar with it. Philippians chapter four, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. All things. Everybody say all things. All things. You know, are, are these just words that somebody put in a book and hoped that it'd be a bestseller? These are words inspired by the Holy Spirit. All scripture is inspired by God. Amen. So it was the Holy Spirit that inspired the Apostle Paul to make that statement. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So I want you to say that with me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, just in case that's a misprint in the King James, let's go to the Amplified Bible. And here's what it says. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Now listen to this. I mean, if you thought there's a misprint, 
Wait till you hear this. I am ready for anything. I am equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am ready for anything and I am equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength in me. That'll make your hair stand up on the back of your neck and take a week to get it laid down again. Amen. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. So it sounds like to me what God is endeavoring to tell us is we no longer have the limitations we once had. Would anybody agree with that? Now, limitations is what hold people back. You know, uh, there are various things that, that over the years, you know, uh, I remember the, uh, when I was a, a young boy, the four-minute mile barrier, you know, they said it was impossible to break. And people tried and tried and tried and couldn't break it. But Roger Bannister just wouldn't accept that. And he broke it. And it's amazing, after one person broke that barrier, others followed almost immediately. Amen. See, that was, that was my inspiration, was I'm hearing Kenneth and Gloria Copeland's story, and they were, they were two years ahead of Carolyn and I. They, they entered into their ministry in 67, and, and we came along in 69, and it was through their ministry that, that got me uh, finally to the place where I surrendered my life to the Lord and accepted the call uh, to preach that I heard as a young boy in 1957. I'd been running from it all these years. But their story inspired me. And, and I'm hearing them break records. I'm hearing them overcome limitations. And I'm thinking, well, if they could do it with the Word of God, why can't I do it? The Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And we had the Copelands as our example. Now I realize that most of you didn't have that privilege, but, but I was with them when, when we moved to Shreveport. Kenneth Copeland went nowhere without Jerry Savelle. I was his shadow. In fact, in those early days, I would introduce him in the meetings. And, and, and in those early days, if 100 people showed up in an evening service, that was a large crowd back then. It wasn't until Brother Copeland started getting invited to the full gospel businessmen meetings, which were some of the largest meetings in the country at that time. That's when his ministry became known on a larger scale. But in those early days, we'd just go wherever the Lord told him to go and I'd set up the little hotel room for a meeting. Maybe 100 people show up <clears throat> in the day services, maybe 20, 25 people. And boy, he preached like the place was, had thousands in there, never compromised, never, never watered it down, just gave it to them, you know. And I would, I would open the service. Now you have to understand, uh, I'm, I'm still young in the Lord. I, I have I may, maybe a year or so after we had, before we had moved to Fort Worth. And, uh, but I'm still young in the Lord and I'm still learning. And I was his best student. The moment I introduced him and I, and I sat down and waited for him to uh, say a few words and then his cue for me to turn on the recorder was he'd turn around and look at me. I'm sitting on the platform 
with a little Radio Shack amplifier, two little, two little speakers on stands out in front, and he'd say, turn me on, Jerry. <laughs> and that was my cue to turn the recorder on, make sure I'm getting a recording. Huh? But every, every meeting, three services a day, and back in those early days, we didn't go somewhere for one night, three weeks at a time. Brother Copeland used to say, it takes a week to, to break through all the unbelief, Second week, they start hearing what I say. The third week, we have a move of God. So three services a day, three weeks, and I'm taking notes on every service. We'd come home for a short time, then go back into that same routine. And I heard every service. Turn me on, Jerry. 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 And I'd like to make this announcement. If it hadn't been for Jerry Savelle, Kenneth Copeland would have never got turned on. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, boy, those, those days, I wouldn't take anything for them. Now, we're believing God for everything. You have to understand, when we moved to Fort Worth, uh, we didn't have anything. We, 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 we're coming to Fort Worth in an old car that had over 100,000 miles on it. Now, I had bought it wrecked, and I rebuilt it, and it had a beautiful paint job on it. You couldn't tell it had ever been wrecked. It was a Buick uh, luxury, no, an old luxury sedan. Luxury had left that car a long time ago. <laughs> It was a total wreck when I bought it. I paid $187.50 for it. Bought it at the, uh, at, the, at the auction, bid on it. It was a total wreck, and I rebuilt it. <clears throat> but I, I didn't have the money to rebuild the engine. It needed work. The transmission needed work. It had a beautiful paint job. Couldn't tell it had ever been wrecked. That's what we came to Fort Worth in. And you had to believe God for it to start. But those were foundation years. Learning, 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 ever learning. Hallelujah. I, I, in fact, when I, when I came to the Lord and made the decision to surrender my life to him, I tapped into the potential I always had that was lying dormant. I, I went to school. I was not a dummy, but I only applied myself to the things that I liked, okay? But I got so excited about the Word of God, I couldn't get enough of it. And, and that's what brought the discipline to my life. Amen. Jesus said, if you continue in my Word, you'll be my disciples indeed. A disciple is a disciplined one. And the continuing in the Word is what brought discipline to me. And I'm a very disciplined person today. So these were, these were foundation years. So needless to say, uh, as I spent quality time in the Word and learning from men like Kenneth Copeland, and then he introduced me to the ministry of Kenneth Hagin, and then, of course, I was already attracted to Oral Roberts' ministry because that's the man that I heard preaching in 1957 when I heard the call to preach. So I'd never paid much attention to him from that point. But now that I'm born again and I'm serving the Lord, 
I, I was attracted to Oral Roberts' ministry and, and couldn't get enough of what he had to say. Back in those days, he had a primetime television program. Came on in the evenings. And I never missed it. Watched it uh, and, and, and listened to him preach on the subject of faith. So everybody I was listening to was talking about faith. If I went to hear a preacher that wasn't talking faith, I'd get up and walk out. Amen. Because I'm not interested in anything else. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. That's what I wanted to learn how to do. And I'm not going to go hear some preacher talk me out of it. And some do. So this is all I know. Faith. Hallelujah. And you know what? I'm not sure there's anything else I need to know because this works. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, one, one more time. Needless to say, this began to change the way I thought, the way I perceived situations in life. I was beginning to experience as a young believer what Paul said in Romans chapter 12 in verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what was taking place. I was being transformed by the renewing of my mind. This is how it all begins. All of our lives, we were told that this was impossible, that was impossible. But as I spent more time in the Word, and I'm reading stories of people in the Bible who faced impossible situations, but God turned it into something possible, then my attitude about what's impossible began to change. I mean, if you've noticed the same thing happened to you, you're experiencing Romans 12 too, the transforming of your mind. Amen. And, and I noticed that the things that once were impossible no longer seemed impossible. I remember that in those early days, and you've heard me tell this before, when, when the Lord said to me, and I'm still living in Shreveport, it was, it was right after New Year's 1970. And I had that experience with the, with the prophet of God saying airplanes, 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 and Pastor Jack Morris adding to it, uh, fly, fly, fly. You remember the story? And, and, and they were talking about uh, my life would be involved with airplanes. And when I got home, I was praying. And I said, Lord, what did all that mean? And he said, you will not be able to fulfill what I've called you to do without airplanes in your ministry. He said, start believing for them now when you don't need them. And when you do need them, they'll be there. And he said, now I don't want you flying airplanes with debt on them. Believe for them debt free. Now he just said something impossible. In the natural. I mean, I've got debt on a car. I got debt on a truck. I got debt on the house. I got debt on the television set. I'm in debt to everything. I've said jokingly, I think we still had three more notes on the broom. I mean, we were in debt to everything. And now God's talking debt-free airplanes. Well, I wrote it down with fear and trembling, you know. <laughs> debt-free airplanes? And I'd not be able to fulfill what I'm called to do without them? Well, as I began my ministry, I didn't need them at the beginning. Probably only four people knew I existed and two of them were wavering. But anyway, uh, 
<laughs> and I didn't need an airplane when I first started, but over a period of time, I couldn't get to all the places that I'm invited to preach. And now I need an airplane. Okay? So by this time, what he said to me in 1970 didn't look so impossible as it did then. I could see myself owning an airplane. I could see myself, instead of driving all over the country all night long, flying, praise God. I could see it. It wasn't, any, it wasn't as impossible looking now as it had been in the past. What's happening? The renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind. This is how it all begins. Amen. Quality time in the word changes what used to be in your mind impossible to possible, praise God. And eventually you will begin to see what God sees and if you hold fast to it, it'll come to pass in your life. Amen. Amen. The Amplified Bible reads this way. Be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude. When you're, you begin the process of the renewing of the mind, it changes ideals and it changes attitudes. How many of you have noticed you have a different attitude than when you first began? And some may still work, be working on it. There's new believers coming into the kingdom Every day by the moment, praise God. Some folks have not even heard these things yet. Many that are watching by live stream may not have even heard anything like this today, but I encourage them and I encourage any of you in here today that, that you haven't begun the process of, be, of renewing your mind. If you are ever to experience the maximum and the highest level attainable, then this is where you begin. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Because, uh, you know, talking about maximum and highest level attainable, for some people that goes right over their head. They, they, can't, they can't handle it. They can't comprehend it. So what's happening when you renew your mind or you begin the process, and it's not something you do and you're done. It's going to be, you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life. I'm in my 54th year of doing this. And I'm still doing it. Amen. Amen. So you never reach the place where you say, God are done. <laughs> no, you're going to keep on doing it. Amen. Amen. Now, I could almost sense somebody thinking out loud. You mean we got to still do this all the time? No, you don't have to. Just, as, uh, just if you want maximum and highest level attainment. <laughs> If you're not interested in that, go on and live like you've been living anyway. But I, I believe people in this church are interested in experiencing the maximum and the highest level attainable. Would you agree with me with a good shout of praise? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a good shout of praise in advance. Amen. So to change your attitude, then that's what needs to take place is this process called the renewing of the mind so that you can experience the maximum and the highest level attainable. Don't just sit back and allow the devil, the world, unbelievers, and religious-minded people talk you out of it. 
Did you notice I included some Christians in that? Don't allow the devil, the world, unbelievers, and religious-minded people to talk you out of the maximum and the highest level attainable. Stop saying these words, but they say, who are they? Apparently, they don't know much. Why would you want to listen to they? Amen? I hear that often, but, but they say, no, it's not what they say that matters, it's what Jesus said that matters. It's what the Word of God says that matters. You've heard me say it many times in the past. Make God's Word final authority in your life. Amen. Have the attitude, God said it, that settles it. Are you ready to remove lack and break free from financial bondage? It's time to move to a higher level of God's blessing and goodness. Today's faith-filled offer, Maximizing Your Harvest Special Package, contains Jerry Savelle's inspiring book, Life of Faith, his mini-book, Sowing in Famine, and his eye-opening three-part audio series, Maximizing Your Harvest. Learn the keys to receiving the most out of your sowing and discover how God has plans to prosper you. In this package, Jerry teaches how to hold fast to your faith, how to identify financial bondage, how to remove lack, and what produces maximum blessing. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Maximizing Your Harvest special package. Don't just look at your seed. Look at what your seed can produce. Now is the time to trust God's Word and watch your seed produce a maximum harvest. Thank you so very much for joining me today. We appreciate you watching and we trust that the lessons that you have been listening to and observing today have been a tremendous blessing to your life. You know, God wants you to experience maximum results in every way, in every way possible, and particularly in your harvest. God wants you to experience His absolute best. You know, the Bible talks about 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. I believe 100-fold represents God's best. It's God's maximum, and that's what He wants you to experience. To help you reach that goal, we have put together a very special resource package for you. And one of the packages or one of the uh, resources in that package is my book entitled Sowing in Famine. I wrote this book way back in 1981, and it has some of the most powerful truths you will ever read in your life. This book has gone around the world. It has helped people throughout the nations. We're still getting testimonies today on what this book has done for multitudes of people all over the world, sowing in famine. And then also a three-part series entitled Maximize Your Harvest. Once again, God wants you to receive and experience the hundredfold maximum, the highest level attainable. This will tell you how to obtain that goal. And then it all is hinges on learning to live the life of faith. That's my book, Life of Faith. God wants you to live by faith. He wants you to experience what faith is, is called to experience. And that is, the Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Your faith will overcome every obstacle, every adversity, every attack of the enemy. You need to learn how to operate in faith, how to stay in faith, and how to grow your faith. This book will teach you how. If you like these resources, just look at the screen right now or go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, 
and it'll give you all the information on ordering it. And as soon as we receive your order, we'll send it to you just as quickly as we possibly can. Join with me again next week as we continue this study on maximizing your harvest. I look forward to seeing you then.